I had attached my belonging to a person's actions. And so with this person who you're in a happy, healthy relationship with, you still have these stories that are attached to something. So we want to uncover what they are attached to. Are they attached to your worthiness, your lovableness, your belonging? Welcome to Codependency Alchemy, the podcast where we explore the power of healing the mother wound by exploring codependency in our relationships. I'm your host, Alyssa, and I'm here to share my own personal journey with codependency and the valuable tools that I've learned along the way. Through sharing some of my own personal cringy moments, we'll dive deep into the patterns and behaviors that contribute to codependency and explore practical insights for breaking free from these destructive patterns. From setting boundaries to overcoming people-pleasing tendencies, we'll cover a range of topics related to codependency and offer actionable tips for creating healthy, fulfilling relationships. And that's not all. I'll be taking questions from our community that you can find on my Instagram story, offering compassionate and insightful advice for those struggling with codependency in their own lives. Whether you're dealing with codependency in a romantic relationship, with family members, or in friendships, this podcast provides a brave and supportive space for exploring your challenges and finding practical solutions. Check out the show notes or description box below to learn about the Codependency Alchemy membership, a group of women who gather two times a month on Zoom to receive support as they navigate new ways of relating in their relationships. So let's begin this journey of alchemizing codependency into sovereignty and discover the power of self-love, healing the mother wound, and transformation in your relationships. In this week's Q&A episode, I had a message come in to my Instagram DMs that I'm going to go ahead and read to you. And it's going to be diving into fear of abandonment and fear of rejection wounds, which your girl has a lot of experience with. So I'm excited to talk a little bit about the ways that I move through abandonment wounds and rejection wounds in my relationship and ways that you can support yourself in holding yourself through these moments as well. Let's get into this week's question. Hey, Alyssa, I'm in a healthy relationship, feel so loved and accepted by my partner. He's my home. After seeing many of your videos, I think I'm one of the girls with an anxious attachment style. Sometimes I really don't know what to do. I don't hear from him for two hours, knowing he's not home and can't check his phone much, but still worry like hell thinking I might have done something wrong or he could be falling out of love. The second he leaves after we've been with each other for hours, I get so sick to my stomach can't eat anymore, and can't stop the spiraling thoughts in my head. And we see each other a lot, so that's not the problem, okay? (laughs) When he's in a bad mood, I instantly am too, and start blaming myself. Is there anything I can do to change? It's making both of us go crazy. Okay, so I'm sure so many people can relate to this situation. So thank you so much for bringing it here so I can chat about it on the podcast. So we're going to dive into what this really is underneath the surface. It's fear of abandonment. It's a fear of rejection. Maybe sprinkle in a little bit of fear of betrayal with him potentially falling out of love. 
And I'm pretty confident that the majority of us have this going on in our life, have these core wounds going on in our life. So what we're going to do first is the shadow work. Where does the fear of abandonment live in your body? And you're going to do this with the fear of rejection. You can also do this with the fear of betrayal. You can do it one at a time, you know, choose one. Abandonment, rejection, betrayal. Rewatch this podcast. Do it with the, the ones that you don't do. When I did this in my life, I got so much clarity. It was definitely a pivotal moment in my healing process because I realized these core wounds were what was behind the stories. So if I'm able to tend to the core wound, what do you think happens to the stories? They begin to shift. They begin to change. There is more spaciousness around them. You write new ones in. Now, my core wounds of abandonment, rejection, betrayals still exist. They still live there. And I know they live there because they still get activated from time to time. But it is way, way less than what it used to be. It used to be in every other breath that I took where something would arise. Um, where now I can go days, sometimes months without it being activated. So to uncover the shadow work story, you can finish the question or the sentence. If he falls out of love with me, then what will that mean about you? What will happen? What is that fear? You can even use this with his bad mood. If he's in a bad mood, then what does that mean about you? What are we making these thoughts that we have? mean about us? What are we attaching to the stories or beliefs? So when I was in moments of no contact with a person, the story was if they're not messaging me, if they're not calling me back, then that means they don't like me. And if they don't like me, then I'm alone. If I'm alone, then insert crisis here. <laughs> I had attached my belonging to a person's actions. And so with this person who you're in a happy, healthy relationship with, you still have these stories that are attached to something. So we want to uncover what they are attached to. Are they attached to your worthiness, your lovableness, your belonging, your good feelings about yourself? So I'd invite you to take a journal out, take a piece of paper out and just write, you know, if he falls out of love with me. What will that mean about me? What will that mean about my life? What am, what am I attaching to this thought? And when he's in a bad mood, then what does that mean about me? What am I making that mean? What am I attaching to that belief or to that behavior rather in that circumstance? And from there, we get to then move into the somatic practice. Where does this story, the fear of abandonment or betrayal or rejection, whichever one you're working with, where does that live in your body? Taking a moment to close your eyes down if it feels safe for you. 
And if it doesn't, just fixing your eye on something in the room that brings you safety, security. It could be a plant, it could be a glass of water, it could be a light. And taking a deep breath in through your nose and exhaling out your mouth, landing in your body. Where does this core wound, this fear of abandonment, live in my body? And just notice where you feel it and notice the sensations behind it. Try to pull out as many characteristics as you can. Does it have a color, a shape, a texture? Is it light? Is it heavy? Is it spacious? And then we're going to ask this core wound, this fear of abandonment, what do you need? And just notice what comes to mind. What does this part of us need? The part of us that fears abandonment. What does it need? After you've taken a moment to listen and see what comes through, we're going to ask it, how can I meet that need for you right now? What does that part of you need from you? How can you meet that yourself? You might hear something, you might see something. It might be a felt sense. It might be an act, something that it wants you to do. Uncovering the wisdom of the wound, of the fear of abandonment. These fears come up to show us what we're desiring more of from ourselves. These fears come up through our relationships with others as mirrors to seeing ourselves more fully as mirrors to show us what we're desiring more of, not outside of us, but from within us. So what did this part of you want and need you to cultivate more of? Now in her question, in her share, she had mentioned some indicators. So my next invitation for you would be to identify what are some of your indicators or triggers? What are the things that activate you or activate these wounds rather from being ignited, lit up? 
she had shared, you know, when she doesn't hear from him, when he leaves, when he's in a bad mood as a few examples of when she might start spiraling. And that is such a, an important awareness piece because when we can begin to identify the indicators, we can then place in supports to regulate our nervous system when those dysregulators happen, when those moments of being activated and triggered happen. Even uncovering the felt sense of spiraling can be a huge help. So what I did in my relationship was I came up with two things that I could do when I was triggered. And there were things that I could do in the comfort of my home. I didn't have to pay for them. Um, well, I guess one of them I did have to pay for initially, but um, one of them was cacao. I would make myself a cup of cacao um, because it's a heart opener, it's warm, it's comforting, and I would just allow myself to kind of like melt into the cup. It allowed me time to step away from the activating experience, get the ingredients, warm the milk, put the cacao in, like the whole process was a way for me to regulate my nervous system. Another thing that I did was like taking a bath. And yes, I was taking baths at all kinds of weird hours in the day. Um, but it was the process of turning the water on, getting candles, allowing myself to just take a moment away from the situation that's activating and come back into my body. So I would invite you into uncovering what are some things two to three things that you can do in those moments when, especially when you know that you're going to be activated. When he leaves, what is something you're going to do to regulate yourself? It could be doing breath work. It could be doing a meditation every time he leaves. And it doesn't have to be a long meditation. It doesn't have to be like a whole journey where you're meditating for 45 minutes. It can be a five minute breath work. It can be just closing your eyes down, placing a hand on your heart and your belly and just landing in your body and reminding yourself that you're safe. And it's doing this as many times as you need to, to regulate. Take the wisdom that came from the somatic practice. What is it that that part of you needs? And can you think of two to three practices that you can anchor into that would support you in feeling that way. So if it desires to feel peace or if it wants or needs peace, what are a couple practices that you can do to cultivate that peace in those moments where you're activated? A very important and key piece here to remember is that when you move through that practice the first time, that's a one, amazing, celebrating you in that. We can get caught up in thinking, okay, well, I did it. I met this part of me, so bye-bye. It will never come up again. And then when it does come up again, we're covered in shame and guilt and judgment that we didn't do it good enough or we did it wrong or why is this here again? And there's this like analogy that I was sharing with the group of women that I work with in Codependency Alchemy, the membership, around, you know, imagine you were to ha imagine you had a child 
and that child came home from school and something had happened to them at school and they were crying and they were so upset and you're sitting with them and you're talking them through it and you're being a witness and you're giving them this, you're pouring into them, you're giving them love and you're giving them maybe these nuggets of wisdom to support them in, in moving through their big feelings. They come out on the other side, they're regulated, they're happy, they're feeling really good, they move on with their life. And then two weeks later, they come home from school, same situation happened. Same situation that they were upset about happens and they come in and they're crying and they're upset. Do you say, no, 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 we already talked about that last couple weeks ago. We already discussed that. No feeling that here. We're already, we're already past that. We're already moved on. Not again. Don't bring that here. Like you hear me say that and you're like, oh my God, absolutely not. If, if I had a child and they were upset, like, of course I would sit with them and talk to them. I would listen to them. So why is it then that we don't do that with ourselves? This core wound of fear of abandonment, fear of rejection, fear of betrayal, it's going to continue to come up as many times as it comes up. As many times as the child comes home crying from school, it's that many times that you're going to meet them with grace and compassion and love. So we must extend the same grace and compassion and love for ourselves. And this practice that I just led you through, you know, this is a 20-something minute podcast. You can do this in moments, in minutes. All it takes is a conscious breath, one conscious breath, Eckhart Tolle says. All this takes is just one conscious practice. Where is this showing up in my body? How does it feel? What does it need? How can I meet that need right now? And that's how you move through it. It's not by making yourself wrong. It's not by getting wrapped up in the story, right? Because that's what, we are, that's what we've been doing. We've been letting the story come in and we're letting it lead. And the story is a lot of times that's ego. It's like a, a child taking the steering wheel and going on a joyride. What we're doing when we pause and say, okay, where does this live in my body? What do you need? How can I meet that need right now? What you're doing is you're moving this small child on a joyride in your mind, taking you on a crazy adventure that isn't very fun. You're moving them in the backseat. You're buckling them in and you're telling them you get to come along for the ride, but you don't get to drive. You are the driver of the vehicle. And sometimes, you know, sometimes that part of me, it joyrides for a minute. Don't get me wrong. I, I go there too sometimes. It's okay. It's okay. But when you realize, when you have the realization that the joyride is taking place, it's your opportunity to step forward and say, okay, emergency brake, er, pull the car over. Place that part of you, place that ego, that wounded inner child in the back seat. Meet them, be with them. What do you need? I hear you, I see you, I'm listening. You're not abandoning them on the side of the road. You're buckling them up in the back. They're coming with you, but you're driving, you're leading. 
So just remember that these will continue to come up and just see every time it comes up, instead of seeing it as a detriment, see it as an opportunity, an opportunity to witness yourself more deeply, an opportunity to hold yourself with more love. And that is how we heal codependency. When we stop making our partners responsible for tending to that part of us, because if you've learned what I've learned, it's never enough. We're always thirsty for more. Let's let what our partners bring add to our overflow and let's fill ourselves up. And this, my friends, is exactly how you do it. The practice that I led here, it's, it really is that simple. What is the story that's coming up? What is the belief? that is present? Where does it live in your body? What does it feel like taking a moment to be with that sensorial experience, that felt sense? What does it need? And how can you meet that need for you right now? I hope this helps you on your journeys and your relationships as we navigate some of these core wounds. This is reclaiming the mother within us. This is healing the mother wound. This is tending to the unresolved trauma that's stuck in our bodies. And you have everything that you need within you right now in this moment to transform, to alchemize, to shift that. And before I conclude, I want to also share that my book of poetry, A Ceremonial Experience, is finally available for pre-order on Amazon. It's Healing the Mother Wound with Mother Earth. And I truly feel that there's so many words in that book that are a salve to these parts of us. So I invite you to explore that. I'll leave the link to pre-order in the description box below or in the show notes. If you feel called to journey through the book, please send me a screenshot of your pre-order. I am celebrating you guys on my Instagram and tagging me on anything is welcome. So please, please, please don't hesitate. Thank you all for continuing these conversations with me and I will see you next time. Thanks for joining me on Codependency Alchemy. I hope this podcast continues to offer you valuable insights and tools for breaking free from destructive patterns and creating healthy, fulfilling connections with others. Remember, healing the mother wound and healing from codependency is a journey, and it's important to be patient and compassionate with yourself along the way. Whether you're just starting out on your path or you've been working on your codependency for a while, know that you are not alone and that it's possible to create meaningful change in your life and in your relationships. If you have any questions or feedback, please don't hesitate to reach out. I love hearing from you. And if you found this podcast helpful, be sure to subscribe and leave a review so that others can discover these valuable insights and tools as well. Check out the show notes or description box below to grab my free codependency guidebook. Thanks again for tuning in. And remember, you are worthy of healthy, fulfilling relationships. 
and you have the power to transform your codependency into sovereignty.